0: faced some of the snark on my social sites because I had accepted several weeks ago an invitation to a wonderful pre-Rosh Hashanah holiday event. That's where I was last night. Grinding my teeth to come to you. And here I am. On 9/11. 18 years ago. The attack on the United States 18 years ago. Was the most violent attack, the most deadly attack on the continental United States in American history. It was done by terrorists. Osama bin Laden organized it, Al Qaeda executed it, but none of it would have been possible but for the safe harbor. Protection and support, bin Laden and Al Qaeda got from the Taliban in Afghanistan. That is why we are in Afghanistan. And by the way, it's thousands and thousands of miles away. What are we doing in a war thousands and thousands of miles away? And yet they struck us in the heart of our biggest city, they struck the Pentagon. They would have struck the White House or the Capitol building, but for the heroes, the civilian heroes that brought a third plane down in the middle of Pennsylvania. That's why we're in Afghanistan. Well, we've been there 18 years. Should we have been there 12 months, 3 years, 8 years? I don't even understand the point. We have 14,000 soldiers there. And they have prevented another 9-11. The mass murder of 3,000 Americans. Now, every anniversary I play a tribute to our military, to our first responders, to the poor people who died on that treacherous day, to their families, to the Gold Star families, the 9-11 families. Why do we do that? Because we mourn as a nation. We thank our heroes. And we say, this must never happen again. Al-Qaeda still exists. So did the Taliban. Now tonight... It is not my intention to attack or sabotage the president, the secretary of state, or his administration. I have a different opinion than they do. That's not unusual. And we, the people, you and I, you know, we get to be heard too. Not just television hosts who sit on their butts and attack and pontificate with no experience whatsoever. Not just politicians who can't get enough FaceTime to settle scores with other individuals. We, the people, we need to be heard. Those were our fellow citizens slaughtered on that day. Those are our soldiers. And the purpose of all this is to help the president, not to hurt him. We're not on the left. We're not code pink Republicans. We're not Bernie Sanders Democrats. But we need to be heard too. It's our country after all. It's our country too. And there are millions and millions of us. And after you hear the tributes, the montages, and so forth, I want you to ask yourself, should we, should we have been in any peace negotiations with the Taliban, I want you to ask yourself, should the Taliban ever have been invited to come and set foot on the continental United States? I want you to ask yourselves if they should have been invited to go to Camp David. It's not that I don't trust the president or you don't trust the president. These are terrorists. They're not to be trusted in the least. What's a terrorist? Terrorist is a person who has no intention of complying with civil law, have no intention of complying with criminal law. Their purpose is to attack the citizenry. Their purpose is to bring down a government, to create as much mayhem as is humanly possible. That's their purpose. So let's begin.
2: like the plane was aiming towards the building. You have a second plane into the other tower of the tower of the train set of major fire. You're have jumpers, baby, jumpers. On. One of the buildings is partially collapsed and a whole entire area tank. The south tower, major collapse. The other tower just collapsed, major collapse, major collapse. Everybody get out, we had a collapse of the second tower, Somebody's running from the, uh, uh negative on anything, okay? Right now, we're all alone. The second building came down. I can't see. So we have no contact with anybody at this time, okay? Fire department, 408. Where's the
3: fire? Yeah, hi. I'm on the 106th floor of the, uh, World Street Center. We just had an explosion up here. All right.
4: We're, we're there. We're coming
3: up to get you. you see the smoke coming up from outside the windows down... All right, we're on the way. Huh? We're on the way, sir.
2: Okay.
4: All right,
3: just just keep some windows open. If you can open up windows and just sit tight. It's going to be a while because there's a a fire going on downstairs. open the windows unless we break?
4: Okay. Just
3: just sit tight.
4: All right, just sit tight. We're on the way. All
5: right. Please hurry. Two World Trade Center on the 97th
2: floor. Heavy smoke. Okay, sir, please try to keep calm. We'll send somebody up there immediately. Everyone's they there trying to get you all Okay, uh, y'all have the air. Y'all breathing okay? Okay, so you're breathing okay. I say just relax and try to stay calm. Try to keep air both Try to get back to. Try to get there to you as soon as we can. That's oh, what people have a difficult breathing. All right. All right. We're gonna relay this to the fire department. Okay. All right, sir. We're gonna relay this to the. Line. Right, thank you, sir. You want to leave the line open? I'll stay on the line with you. You don't have to talk. Okay.
6: American 77, your departure frequency will be 125.05, runway 30, clear for takeoff. 5, 5, 5, 5, clear for takeoff. Runway 30, American 77, do
7: American not 77, support
2: your radar contact? Climate maintain 5000. 5000, American 77.
1: American 77,
3: dollars stretch climbing team 17,000. American 77, American 77, contact Washington, center 133.27. Uh, American 77, contact Washington, contact Washington, contact Washington, contact Washington, American 77. contact uh, climb, climb Washington, American 77, turn 20 degrees right, vector for your climb. That's right, American 77. That's uh, American 77, you the request for 350, it's your final. American 77, Roger, maintain flight level 350,
8: I'll show that as your final. At 350, for final, American 77, thank you, sir.
3: American 77, climb and maintain, flight level 350. 3335, all American 77. American 77, clear direct to Falmouth. Direct Falmouth, American 77, thank you, sir. American 77, Indy. American seventy seven American Indy American seventy seven American Indy radio check how do you read? American uh, 77, American Radio Check. How do you read? This is... Uh, this is uh, Henderson, American 77. I don't know what happened to him. I'm trying to oh, read his my... uh, it... Looks like he turned, took a turn to the south, and uh, now I'm... Uh, I don't know what altitude he's at or what he's doing. Last night, oh, when he was sitting, uh, heading towards Falmouth at 35. Well, just let me know. <laughs> okay, I'll try to get a hold of him. Thanks.
9: Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our
2: country. The World Trade Center, tower number one, is on fire. The whole outside of the building is just a huge explosion. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again Send every available ambulance, everything you got to the World Trade Center, now Police the greater 1886, what is
3: your emergency? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm on the 106th floor of the, the uh, World Trade Center, we for just for had an explosion on the like 166th floor We have a number of
2: floors on fire, it looked like the plane was aiming towards the building I'm about to be an American Hold on a second, please. I'm gonna die, or not? No, 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 no. Say you're gonna die, man, man, man. Say your prayers, and we're not just
5: gonna take five. Because you gotta help each other get off the floor. These guys,
2: I got somebody here for the fire department telling me that the elevators on the 44th floor don't use them; they're about to come down. God bless the
9: USA. We're gonna come out of this emotionally stronger, politically stronger, much closer together as a city. For the last nine days, the entire world has seen for itself the state of our union, and it is strong.
2: Now listen, uh, we got the firefighters evacuated from the tunnel, but we still got firefighters trapped. We need a hand out here on the West Side of the Island.
9: Whether we bring our enemies to justice or bring justice to our enemies, justice will be done.
2: Have jumpers, jumpers.
9: We will not tire. We will not falter. And we will not fail.
2: From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains, there we are You're on the way up now. See the sea. There are a large number of firefighters and police officers who are in harm's way,
9: and we don't know how many we've lost.
2: Will in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. <laughs>
4: We therefore here in Britain stand shoulder to shoulder with our American friends in this hour of tragedy, and we, like them, will not rest until this people
9: is driven from our world. And freedom will be defended. War has been waged against us by stealth and deceit and murder. This nation is peaceful, but fierce when stirred to anger. And they will fail in breaking the will of the American people.
8: Proud I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people and the people
9: who knock these buildings down will hear all of us This conflict was begun on the timing and terms of others. It will end in a way and at an hour of our choosing. This struggle is fierce and it will be lengthy,
10: but it is not endless. Our cause is right. Our will is strong. This great nation will prevail.
9: No matter how long it takes, we will find you and bring you to justice, and God bless America.
3: On
5: September
9: 11th, great sorrow came to our country. Today is uh, obviously one of the most difficult days in the history of the city and the
11: country.
5: Getting word One of the two planes was hijacked after takeoff from Boston. This is two airplanes
9: have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. We now have reports of a fire at the Pentagon being reported this
2: morning. Horrible here. People are standing in the street in tears. People are panicking. They're calling their families. My heart heart goes
9: out to all the innocent victims of this horrible and vicious act of terrorism, acts of terrorism.
6: left of the World Trade
12: Center, and just shaking their heads in
9: disbelief. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. Her mother described to me talking to her son on the telephone when the second plane hit, and that's the last time she talked to him.
10: Smoke still billowing. But what we do
9: have is uh, our focus now has to be on saving as many lives as
10: possible.
0: These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this will be a very, very short segment. Please stay with us. I've got a lot more to discuss with you. So tell me, after you heard that and remember that, you think we should allow the Taliban to set foot in this country? No. No. Think we should have been discussing peace with them? No. Is there a first responder or 9-11 family member, Ghost gold star family, military personnel who believe in any of that? Of course not. I'll be back. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com.
1: Conservatism with passion. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 877-381-3811.
0: Stay with me, folks. This takes a little bit of time to work our way through. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Don't you wish John Bolton was the national security advisor during the end of the Clinton administration and the early Bush 43 administration, before 9-11, before the attack on our country? Or would you have, would have preferred Rand Paul? And why is somebody who understands terrorism and terrorist nations called a neocon? Do you know what a neocon is? A neocon is, from the 50s and 60s, a liberal Democrat. Some of them were actually communist sympathizers who saw the light after the Soviet Union's abuses. Many of them became Republicans and became solid on national security. John Bolton was never a liberal Democrat or a communist sympathizer, so why do they call him a neocon? And why are you called a hawk when you believe in defending the nation? Those first responders, the 9-11 families, the Gold Star families, active military, military vets from Afghanistan, we, the people, how many of you wanted the Taliban to set foot in our country? How many of you wanted them to go to a meeting, a peace negotiation? You know what a terrorist is? I thought I'd pull out the definition because I don't think people understand what a terrorist is, including over at the State Department, maybe even at the Treasury Department. International terrorism is part of the United States Code. Activities that involve violent acts or acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state or that would be a criminal violation if committed within the jurisdiction of the United States or any state appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population, to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the conduct of a government by assassination or kidnapping, and occur primarily outside the territorial jurisdiction of the United States, or transcend national boundaries in terms of the means by which they are accomplished, the persons they appear intended to intimidate or coerce or the locale in which their perpetrators operate or seek asylum. You've got this clown, Rand Paul, all over cable TV. He's available. I'm sure he's going to show up on Sonograms and Airport Radar, maybe on CNN on the airports. Who is the the tour guide to the foreign minister of Iran when he comes here? Who is celebrating? The fact that John Bolton is no longer national security advisor. I'm not a special pleader for John Bolton. If the President of the United States is not comfortable with John Bolton, that's his call. If John Bolton wants to leave the administration because he feels it's going soft, that's his call too. I don't much care if he resigned or was fired. Somebody's not telling the truth. But that's not my point. It was a bad idea to negotiate with terrorists who provided the safe harbor for an attack on this nation, the worst attack in our history, 18 years ago. And the fact that they killed 12 innocent people, really hours before they were supposed to meet at Camp David, including a red-blooded American hero soldier That's a surprise. A surprise? These are terrorists. They struck New York. They struck the Pentagon. Well, of course, that's what they do. They're not bound by anything. That's why they're called terrorists. They're not called soldiers in a foreign army. They're terrorists. By definition, they don't comply with rules, treaties, agreements, deals of any kind. They're terrorists. And we have every right to be concerned about this. It is not our purpose to sabotage, destroy, undermine the administration. The president's advisors are the president. It is our purpose as Americans to provide some input like we do on everything else. And we can do that and still support the president and his administration, but they need to hear from us too not just a handful of radical coat pink Republicans who embrace Bernie Sanders' foreign policy, who are propagandists. John Bolton, did you know he's a man of the left? He's a progressive. He spent 30 years, including in the Reagan administration. So what is he? A right-wing rabbit hawk or a left-wing progressive? This is the kind of of crap, of mealy mouth propaganda that you get from people who are trying to even scores or whatever it is. Cheap shots, smear efforts. I'm very disappointed in the way his former colleagues are now leaking. Oh, he's a leaker. Leaking that he didn't get along, leaking this, leaking that. Very, very disappointed by this. And I love the president. There's no stronger defender of the president than I when they try and remove him from office all these years. And I will continue to be. Because the House Judiciary Committee meets again tomorrow and the Democrats plan to launch a phony impeachment against our president. And I will defend him. But there's no need to smear Bolton. And no, Bolton didn't start the Iraq War. There were two resolutions, joint resolutions in Congress, voted overwhelmingly by Republicans and Democrats, supported by virtually every conservative host in radio and every conservative virtually on Fox. And supported by the vast majority of you. And I am friends more than friends with a number of gold star parents who lost their sons in that war. It is unconscionable to dismiss what took place there and to treat it as an aberration or something to make political points today when people lost their lives there fighting for our country. For our country. As I say, I'm not a special pleader for anyone but you. But my country. I love my country. I want to talk about Iran. Secretary Pompeo the other day said, almost matter of fact, in response to a question, sure, the president might meet with Iranian president, Rani, without any preconditions. That's a genuflex that's so sudden I hurt my neck. i got to walk around with a neck brace. Well, Mark, you don't have kids who would go to war. It's true. Even though I have relatives who have. vast majority of us don't. It's funny how people don't ask those men and women what they think. But I'll tell you what. I didn't have kids in the Twin Towers either. I didn't have kids at the Pentagon either. I didn't have kids on any of those jets either. And neither did most of us. You. But they're dead. Those people are dead. And the first responsibility of our federal government is not to redistribute wealth. Is not to tax wealth. It's not confiscatory income taxes. It's not to redistribute wealth. It's not to create massive debt. It's not to do 98% of what the federal government does. The first damn responsibility of the federal government is to protect the citizenry, the people. Does that make you a hawk? Does that make you a neocon? Every major attack on the United States in modern times didn't come from Kansas or Florida or Texas or North Dakota. It came from thousands and thousands of miles away. Like Afghanistan. That is why we reject Rand Paul and the other propagandists for isolationism, for pacifism, for unilateral withdrawal. You see, America's not the problem, ladies and gentlemen. You're not the problem. Your kids aren't the problem. Our society's not the problem. Our enemies are the problem. And they strike as they will. They strike as they will. But they plot and plan from afar. Wouldn't it have been great if Bolton had been the national security advisor and we had taken out Osama bin Laden before 9-11? Imagine if Rand Paul was our national security advisor. The Palestinians, the Iranians, the North Koreans, the Chinese, the Russians, his buddy Vladimir Putin. What's the problem? He's an outlier. His father is an absolute nutjob. Now, when I say these things, he has some of his friends, his kook friends, like this guy, the Southern Avenger, write stuff attacking me as a neocon. I'm not a neocon I'm a red blooded American these Taliban bastards should never set foot in this country we should continue to kill as many of them as possible now Iran Iran has slaughtered hundreds and hundreds of Americans and they've never had to pay a price for it ever Ever. And I want to discuss this at more length, since apparently the president is prepared to meet with the president of Iran with no preconditions, according to the Secretary of State. And by the way, that's no bureaucracy, the State Department. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, that's, that's, that's running beautifully. That's perfect over there. I suspect this program in all its forms and platforms, has close to 20 million listeners. And that's why it's important for us to have this discussion. Because all I hear is cheerleading for the Code Pink Republicans, for the Bernie Sanders Republicans. They do not represent you and me. They do not represent our military. They do not represent law enforcement. And first responders, they do not represent the Gold Star families. They do not represent the 9/11 families. How do I know? Because I talk to these folks all the time. I don't live in a bubble. I don't live in a studio. I'll be right back. Much lovin'. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right, you can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimis.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's imprimis, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, .hillsdale.edu. Welcome to Hillsdale. By the way, I want to make it clear for the fifth, sixth, tenth time during this hour. Because there are left wing websites and code pink Republicans and others who like to stir the pot. I am in no way undermining, sabotaging, besmirching our president. I am voicing my opinion. And my opinion has, happens to be shared by tens of millions of Americans. We want the Taliban destroyed. We don't want them in this country. We don't want negotiations with the Taliban. We knew it before their latest attack. We don't want the president meeting with the president of Iran. And after I tell you what Iran has done to Americans, I think he'll agree even more. We know why they're lying and building ICBMs with nuclear warheads. It's not to attack any country in their region. It's to threaten and blackmail us. And once they have those weapons, there's not a hell of a lot we can do about it. So look your children and grandchildren in the eyes. Now is not the time to take the foot off the gas pedal and start pumping the brakes. I'm not talking about going to war. They're dying economically. There are other things we can do. But there are advisors to the president who are encouraging him not to do those things. Some of them are in the State Department. And now I don't believe there's anybody to counterbalance those opinions. There should be no waivers for the Iranians. I gave you the definition of terrorism. It is a terrorist regime. It's like ISIS. It's trying to build a caliphate. It has destroyed Lebanon with Hezbollah. It's conquered half of Syria. It's destroying Yemen. It's conquered half of Iraq. Mark, what does that have to do with us? Everything. Did I say ICBMs, Mr. Producer, with nuclear warheads? Did I explain that? But they have killed hundreds and hundreds of American soldiers and have never paid a price. Now, we're going to greet them when they come to the United Nations without preconditions and talk because their economy is hurting and maybe they'll make a deal. They're a terrorist state. Isn't the whole point of that outrageous Obama deal that they don't keep their deals? Isn't that the point? All right, folks, we'll be right back. Please stay with us. I want to remind you what Iran has done to Americans. To Americans. I'll be right back.
1: He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to thank you for sticking with us. Millions and millions of patriots, Levinites, Iran. We have some great callers. I hope you'll hold on, folks. Iran, and I posted this earlier today, killed more American troops in Iraq than previously known, the Pentagon says. I want you to listen to this. The Pentagon is upping the official estimate on the number of U.S. troops in Iraq who were killed by Iranian-backed militias and Iran directly. The number is at least 603. That means roughly one in every six American combat fatalities in Iraq were attributable to Iran. Now, we say we support our military, do we? We say our heart goes out to Gold Star families. Does it? Does it? One... Of every six American combat fatalities in Iraq were attributable to Iran, according to the Pentagon. This is from the Military Times. I didn't make it up. Remember the 1983 Marine barracks bombing? Some of you don't. It seems so long ago. This is from the Daily Signal 10 years ago but it's very edifying. Of course, you won't hear it anywhere else. And by the way, are there cowards in this business or what, Mr. Producer? Are there coward conservative talk show hosts and cowards on television who purport to be conservatives, patriots? It's unbelievable to me. You can respectfully address issues. You can respectfully disagree with the hopes of influencing our elected officials. That's the purpose of talk radio. The other thing we do on talk radio that they cannot do on television is it's participatory. Participatory, as you'll see momentarily. So, the marine barracks in Beirut, Lebanon was attacked by Lebanese terrorists, supported and directed by Iran. The attack killed 241 American servicemen, 220 Marines, 16 Navy personnel, and three Army soldiers. It was the deadliest single-day death toll for the Marines since World War II, the Battle of Iwo Jima, and the deadliest for the U.S. military since the 1968 Tet Offensive in Vietnam. The suicide truck bombing, along with a similar bombing that day, killed 58 French paratroopers, was perpetrated by a Lebanese terrorist group, Hezbollah, maybe you've heard of it, it's the Party of God, which was created, supported, directed, owned, and controlled by Iran. The bombing led to the February 1984 withdrawal from Lebanon of the multinational force, a peacekeeping contingent composed of Americans, British, French, and Italian troops that had been deployed to stabilize Lebanon after September 14, 1982, the assassination of the Lebanese president-elect Bashir Gamiel, who was Christian, by the way, by a Lebanese faction aligned with Syria. Although the U.S. had mounted two previous successful peacekeeping operations in Lebanon in 1958 and 1982... The ignominious end of the MNF intervention brought disastrous consequences. The failure of that peacekeeping mission led to the renewed fighting between Lebanese factions and the ascendancy of Hezbollah, backed by Iran and Syria. And the Marine barracks bombing, which was the deadliest terrorist attack against Americans before the 9-11 attacks, later inspired Osama bin Laden, who viewed the United States as a paper tiger, because of its rapid withdrawal of peacekeeping forces from Lebanon and Somalia after casualties were suffered. Al-Qaeda members were later dispatched to Hezbollah training camps in Lebanon, according to the 9-11 Commission report, page 68. This assistance is believed to have significantly boosted Al-Qaeda's killing power, which dramatically increased by the end of the decade. Al-Qaeda's 1998 bombings of the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania killed 224 people including 12 Americans, and wounded more than 5,000 people. In simultaneous operations, they used huge truck bombs similar to those used in past Hezbollah operations. Although Hezbollah, a revolutionary Shia Islamist organization, had loose ties to Al-Qaeda, a revolutionary Sunni Islamist organization, and enjoyed much closer ties to radical Shia revolutionary regime in Iran. Which had midwifed its birth in 1982. Hezbollah is a wholly owned subsidiary of Iran. And Hezbollah leaders were inspired by Ayatollah Khomeini's 1979 revolution in Iran, trained by Iranian Revolutionary Guards, financed by Iran, and often carried out Iranian orders. Indeed, the October 23, 1983 bombing later was discovered to have been ordered by Iran. The commanding officer of the Marine unit, targeted by Hezbollah, later wrote, unknown to us at the time, the National Security Agency had made a diplomatic communications intercept on September 26, the same day as the ceasefire ending the September War, which the Iranian Intelligence Service provided explicit instructions to the Iranian ambassador in Damascus, also a known terrorist, to attack the Marines at Beirut International Airport. The suicide attacker struck us 28 days later, with word of the intercepts stuck in the intelligence pipeline until days after the attack. So Iran, working through Hezbollah's surrogates to insulate itself from retaliation, learned that terrorism paid off in a big way. Later he used Hezbollah to capture 15 Western hostages in Lebanon that he used as a bargaining chip to secure arms from the United States in the Iran-Contra matter. The leader of the 1,500-man Revolutionary Guard contingent, that was dispatched to Lebanon's Bekaa Valley to train and support Hezbollah. Later became Iran's defense minister. The Iranian ambassador to Syria, Akbar Yabedabadoo, who presided over the creation of Hezbollah, later became Iran's interior minister, and was a close associate of Iranian so-called moderate mir Hassan Mousavi, a defeated candidate in Iran's sham elections last June. Want to hear more? The operational mastermind behind the Marine barracks bombing, Imad yabba frequently traveled to Iran and worked closely with Iran's Revolutionary Guards and its Ministry of Intelligence and Security. The son of a Lebanese Shia clerk, he trained with Yasser Arafat's Fatah terrorist group in Lebanon. See the connections? In the late 70s, he became part of 417, Arafat's personal security force. After the 1982 expulsion of Arapat from Lebanon, he served as a bodyguard for Hezbollah's spiritual leader, Sheikh Mohammed Hussein Fadlallah, and quickly rose to become a key leader of Hezbollah's terrorist operations, earning the alias of The Fox. In addition to bombing of the Marine barracks, he was involved in the 1983 bombing of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut that, was, that killed 63 people, including 17 Americans and the taking of many American and Western hostages in Lebanon, and the 1985 hijacking of TWA Flight 847 in Lebanon, which resulted in the murder of a passenger, a U.S. Navy driver. He died in a mysterious car bombing in Damascus that may have been an Israeli counterterrorism operation. See, they don't take any crap. He reportedly had been involved in the 1992 bombing of the Israeli embassy in Argentina, which killed 29 people. Well, Mark, Mark, don't you understand? It's our presence that caused them to kill. Yeah, right. Did I say they're terrorists? Terrorists. 241 American servicemen, dozens of other Americans, under other circumstances, attack our embassies in other countries, killed American troops fighting in Iraq are building intercontinental ballistic missiles so they can hit other continents, you know, like ours, North America, with nuclear warheads. And it's been proven that they violated the Obama-Curry-Islamo-Nazi deal even while we were supposedly honoring it. Now, why the hell would Pompeo say, sure, we'll meet with them with no preconditions, Are you kidding me? Well, we'll meet with anyone. Anywhere, anytime. That's the problem. We're the United States of America. We don't meet with anyone anywhere. It's not because we don't trust the president or the secretary of state. It's because we don't trust the enemy. Because they killed Americans. Innocent, civilian Americans and American yanks. And the Iranians have yet to pay a price. Mark, you must be a warmonger. I am sick and tired of when you speak as a patriotic American. Seeking to protect our homeland, protect our soldiers, and protect our people. That things have gotten so twisted with the propaganda mill on the left. Let me tell you something. I just described to you the Iranian regime. I even have come close to what they've done. The torture, the murder. The kidnappings. And we have a United States Senator in Rand Paul who serves as a go-between a tour guide with the foreign minister of Iran. The regime that keeps talking about death to America. And he's all over cable TV celebrating the ouster of John Bolton who was once are you an ambassador a great ambassador to the united nations i'm not going to sit here and allow the lies and the propaganda to be spewed by a relative handful of knuckleheads on tv and in the us senate and my gutless conservative colleagues who sit there with a thumb up their nose not sure how to speak speak respectfully Speak honestly. Give your opinion. It's okay. We're not leftists. We're not media media matters, and CNN, and MSNBC, and the New York Slimes, and the Washington Post. We want our president to succeed. We support our president. We support him. But we're allowed to have opinions, too. It is America. We have free speech. Not for the purpose of destroying... Or sabotage them, but assisting and giving our input. And no, I don't think we should say hello, meet the Iranian regime dictators. And no, I don't think we should now reduce the economic pressures we put on Iran, which are working as a precondition to talk to them. I don't think we should be making U turns. No, I don't. You must be a neocon. Only morons would say that. They don't know what a neocon is. You must be a hawk. No. I'm a traditional, pro-American, pro-military, pro-liberty, constitutional conservative. This is the job of the federal government. Not to make deals, but to keep us safe. I want to take a few calls. Doug, Dallas, Georgia, our great affiliate. We're back with WGST. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Good evening. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous, but I, I served uh, four years in the Marine Corps, and I deployed to Iraq twice. And my first deployment in 2007, uh, a Hezbollah agent under the direction of the is. The Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, Al-Quds Force, kidnapped four army soldiers in Karbala, took them out in the desert, tortured them, and killed them. And this guy, the guy that did it, his name is Ali Bakduk. He's a Hezbollah operative, and uh, along with another guy that's high up in the Iraqi government now. They kidnapped these four army soldiers, tortured them, killed them, and then and the, uh, the Obama administration released them, to the Iraqis who released them to the Iranians and back to Hezbollah in 2012.
0: and Let, let said, me ask you something, sir. First of all, God bless you, and thank you. Do you think that our administration should meet with the president of Iran, as the Secretary of State said, and not only that, with no preconditions? How does that make you feel? Oh, uh, it upsets
2: me. All right. I've researched this matter a lot and uh, I've I've read some things, some things from the Long War Journal and the Foundation for the Defense of Democracy that basically say that Iran provided travel from Afghanistan through Iran to Lebanon for the uh, September 11th hijackers. And this was in some law. They sued the Saudi government or something that came out in some law case, apparently. And uh, we should be... But you,
0: you told, you're saying that those four American soldiers were kidnapped effectively by Iran, tortured and murdered. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were
2: kidnapped. And, and, and
0: exactly what price have they paid for that?
2: Nothing. The Obama administration released this guy instead of sending him to Guantanamo Bay. Well,
0: do you think? Do you think that the president of Iran, if and when he comes to the UN? That our officials, our president, should shake his hand and be prepared to talk to him without preconditions? Oh, no. All right, I'll, just uh, wanted your input. You, 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 you are a man who has served. You're not a code pink Republican sitting on your ass with that preppy, stupid look on their face. I'll All right, Doug. Line. I want oh, Doug, don't hang up. I want to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. We'll be right back.
1: Mark in.
0: Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Did you know the North Korean mass murder, genocide maniac, Inbred, was upset that John Bolton talked about doing to North Korea what took place in Libya? And of course, everyone took it out of context. Kind of, but that's fine. Kind of thin skin for a mass murder, don't you think? He's not called Rocket Man anymore, but yesterday they fired off a whole bunch more rockets. Sophisticated rockets on a multi-launch. It's Rocket Man. He was Rocket Man before Bolton, and he's Rocket Man now. He's pursuing nuclear weapons before Bolton, and he's pursuing nuclear weapons now. Truthfully. He's upset because of the comparison to Libya. Oh, I'm sorry. He's upset. He's the enemy. The enemy is upset, ladies and gentlemen, because we're making so much progress. I'm just saying it's ridiculous in context. I'm certainly not opposed to what the president is trying to do with North Korea. But the idea that John Bolton's comments knocked everything off course, That means the North Koreans are playing the State Department. That's what that means. You can't even speak out against them? That is foolish in my humble opinion. We have uh, Amy who has three three of her children serving in the military. We have Jeff who served in Iraq and uh his forces were hit by Iranian artillery. See, I want you to hear from real Americans who really see combat. I'll be right back. Yeah! With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN.
1: The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877
0: The issue isn't whether... A head of state is conventional or unconventional. The issue is what are the policies, what are the goals? And the nature of the enemy or the adversary? The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble deals and ideals? Folks, it starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common but has become increasingly rare used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, from literature to history to theology. Core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this. One place. It's called Hillsdale College. And at Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. And the result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that every student takes, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out all about it, what kind of education, what it's meant to be, at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for hillsdale dot com I'll be curious to see who the who the president chooses for his new national security advisor. I assume it'll be no one who supported the Iraq war which takes away virtually every expert but I assume it'll be no one who ever supported the Iraq war. I assume it'll be no one who ever served in either Bush administration I mean these are the kind of the 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 standards that have been set so it'll be very interesting to see rand paul all out there man he's excited he's been attacking bolton more than he's ever attacked the islamo nazis in tehran the palestinian terrorists the chinese communist dictators russia's strongman but bolton man bolton gets him worked up ladies and gentlemen because you see the problem isn't the enemies, it's Bolton. But now we can re- rest, sleep in peace. Because according to Rand Paul, the threat of war is much lower because John Bolton is gone. Cut three, go.
13: You know, I think uh, the threat of war around the world is greatly diminished. And let's stop
0: right there. He said the same thing over and over again. So he's not exactly that bright. Go ahead.
13: And out of the White House. I think he had a naive point of view for the world that we should topple regimes everywhere. By the way, Mr.
0: Paul, you're welcome to come on this program anytime, because unlike John Bolton, who you're attacking, who has no way of responding to you because he's not on that program, you do. You're welcome to come on this program anytime you want. Go ahead.
13: And institute, you know, democratic governments, and we would make the world perfect or remake the world in our image. And frankly, it just doesn't work I, that I, I, John
0: Bolton never said that. You didn't say it about the Taliban. Go ahead.
13: A lot of history of getting rid of strong men in the Middle East and having them replaced by vacuums or chaos or actually making the place more hospitable for terrorist training. Well, I,
0: I don't understand that. The Iranian regime is the greatest purveyor of terrorism in the world. And they're now trying to acquire nuclear weapons. Would it be so awful if that regime were toppled and replaced with another? I don't care if it's a democracy or not. The people will decide. What's so wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that the point? Rather than going to war, isn't that exactly what Reagan did to the Soviet Union? And then it was screwed up later by other presidents. But isn't that exactly what was done? Yes. Go ahead.
13: So I think his idea that the way you deal with Iran is you just topple the government or the way you deal with North Korea is you topple the government really wasn't what the president's been talking about. The president's actually talking about not having regime change and finding a diplomatic solution to some of these. conflicts. You know,
0: uh, this guy is such a putz. It's really difficult to address. But let me try. How many presidents and administrations have tried? Diplomatic solutions with North Korea. Every damn one since the Korean War. Every damn one. That's why we took 100 nuclear warheads out of South Korea, because North Korea promised they wouldn't pursue them. They have them. Clinton buckled. Bush 41 before him buckled. Bush 43 after him buckled. It's not like this hasn't been tried before. Negotiations with the Iranian regime. Not like that hasn't been tried before. So who's the one with the failed ideas and the failed policies? Look at all those troops that Iran killed. You know what Rand Paul would say about that? Well, we shouldn't have been there. That's all. Shouldn't have been a Lebanon. Shouldn't have been Iraq. Shouldn't have our embassies where we have them. You know, if we would just pull back, everything would be fine. That's why the guy got one or two percent when he was running for president. Go ahead. The world, And I think the president deserves to have somebody
13: who is his national security advisor who actually will try to further his policy and not try to stymie it.
0: I don't think Bolton tried to stymie it. How does he have the power to stymie it? He had a different opinion than apparently everybody else. And you know, that's not the first time in history. You know who else had a different opinion as he was looking at Germany, Mr. Bedusi. Who? Winston Churchill. As Neville Chamberlain. I got to deal with this Hitler. You know, I got to make a deal with Hitler and so he made a deal with Hitler. Got a deal. And Hitler laughed. And he ripped up the paper when he went into his building. Didn't matter. Britain felt fine. Churchill said, wait a minute. This guy, he doesn't believe in a deal. Same Hitler who cut a deal with Stalin. Stabbed him in the back. I don't know how many more times we have to learn this from history. We're not dealing with civil lawful regimes certainly not when we're dealing with terrorists so it's the rand paul policy the code pink republicans and their surrogates in the media who've been proven wrong and wrong and wrong again in history and have resulted in devastating consequences for humanity devastating jason baltimore maryland on sirius satellite how are you sir Hey, good afternoon,
6: Mark. I'll make this fast. So anytime we sell weapons, that's underneath the FMS sales or foreign military sales. Those weapons have to be registered. We register the serial numbers. I was the
0: GP- uh, all right, let it. me slow down a second. So whenever we sell, you mean military weapons?
6: That's correct. Any M4s, any other items, we sell to them the country to arm them. Okay. So in Afghanistan, we sell them weapons. We're giving the Afghan National Army military weapons, and we mm-hmm. sell them, and we train and equip them. That was part of our job during the NATO training mission to Afghanistan.
0: And w- well, in which such. you served? Correct. Okay, as sir.
6: such, I would issue these weapons and sign them over to new Afghan units that would take custody of them. Literally, weeks later, when our Spec OP teams would catch a, either a Taliban, but mostly Iranian cell, we'd confiscate the weapons they used. And here's how we rooted them out we'd pull the same serial numbers and find out they were the same ones we issued to the Afghan military.
0: So you're they saying the Afghanis own- are selling. Our military hardware to the Iranians?
6: Absolutely. To include equipment of all types and fuel. They've been doing it for years.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think the president should meet and shake the hand of the president of Iran, as the uh, as the Secretary of State suggested, even without preconditions?
6: I have four preconditions he has to meet. One, Iran must recognize Israel's existence and right to exist. Two, they must pay back all $150 billion a former president gave to them. Three, they must turn over all terrorists that actually took terrorist actions across the United States and across other countries against U.S. military personnel. And four, they must renounce terrorism. Until those four conditions are met, absolutely not. Well, you realize then
0: you're disqualified to be National Security Advisor, Secretary of State, or Secretary of Defense.
6: You're probably right. Is that where are you? Uh, Right now I'm in Baltimore, about to finish up the military career and go
0: on to the next side. Well, thank you, buddy, and God bless you. We appreciate you. Jeff, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, XM Satellite. Go ahead, please.
4: Hey, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me on. And I I like the four preconditions that your young man just put out there. But I just wanted to tell you, we were talking about Iran earlier. Yes, sir. Um, I was stationed in southern Iraq. It was a little place between Basra and Baghdad. And I think you may recognize this. It was the, it was the area of Ur of
0: mm-hmm. the Chaldeans. Yes, yes, yes.
4: So, uh, without going into any scripture on that, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we we had convoy security on all the MSRs from the Kuwaiti border all the way up to Baghdad. The munitions that we started getting hit with early in 2005 were actually uranium-tip-type uranium tip, uranium tip type RPGs and munitions that would actually penetrate our up-armor steel that was the new Humvees. Now, when we entered Iraq, we was actually in soft skin vehicles that was up-armored with a very thin layer of hard-ox steel that a 50-cal could penetrate. But as we started into the fight, we noticed that the Shia militias, because of southern Iraq being owned by mainly Shias, was getting heavy support by the Republican Guards of Iran.
0: So the Iranians were backing up, actively militarily backing them up.
4: That is correct. That was in two thousand and four, and to, all the way through two thousand and five. Did they kill
0: I, any of your uh, fellow soldiers?
4: They, we were. Uh, it, they killed soldiers that were not directly under my command, but under other commanders.
0: Americans,
4: yes, yes, Americans.
0: And they've never paid um, a damn price for that, have they?
4: Not a price whatsoever. In fact, they put um, they put ransoms and bounties on Americans' heads, like your your first caller earlier in the segment, uh, to capture. If you're as an officer, you were a high value target to be captured, taken out in a desert, and tortured and then killed and dragged through the streets.
0: And this is what they did, right?
4: That This is what they did. That's correct.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you, I, do you think, as the Secretary of State said, almost in passing, sure, uh, the president can meet with Rouhani, R- the uh, president of Iran, if he comes to the U.N., without preconditions. Do you agree with that?
4: No, I don't. I like the four preconditions. I spent 26 years of my life in the United States Army, and I'm continuing under the last 12 years teaching ju- junior ROTC, and trying to teach kids that don't know anything about 9-11 because our civics don't teach it anymore. Mm-hmm. And today just blew my mind that only one history teacher in our whole school was m- memorializing
0: 9-11. Well, keep it up, my friend. And Tuscaloosa, you have a hell of a football team there, don't you?
4: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We we uh, we pride ourselves in our sports uh, down here, of course. Um we don't have much to do with the NFL in this area. It's all about SEC
0: football. Oh, I bet it is. That's a hell of a team you have there, Alabama. All right, my friend, and thank you for your service. See, the, the individuals you're hearing on this program are not cherry-picked. They call in on their own. We don't cherry-pick them. It's not like TV where they find some left-wing colonel or something like that uh, to trash national security in the American military. I don't do that here. If a left-wing colonel happens to call in, that's fine. And I haven't even asked anybody to call in. People are calling in because they're upset. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Levin.
0: 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's brickhouse levi ncom or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Our three is going to be a killer too. Not only are great callers, people... They've gotten dirt and blood under their fingernails. People who know exactly what the hell they're talking about. Which you won't see on TV or hear on any other show. Quite frankly, I don't know why. Because they're pushing a narrative too. I'm allowing anyone who calls to call in. As long as they stay on subject. But the third hour is going to be very powerful too. So I hope hope you'll stick with us. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Alturas COO. Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter.com. Now, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. No. It finds them for you. It's technology, identifies people with the right experience, invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates Fast. Now, Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. Now, that's pretty sophisticated, don't you think? And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. Now, with results like that, (coughs) excuse me, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first Day. And you know what, Mr. Producer? I'm waiting for them to have a director of donuts. I'm going to swing in there and apply for that. You think I'm kidding. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free, for free, at our special web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Ziprecruiter.com/slash/Levin. The smartest way to hire is ZipRecruiter. And we're going to keep an eye on the media. Should they choose to make representations, excuse <coughs> me, about my show, America doesn't trust the media. There's a new study out. We'll talk about that in the third hour. Too, as a matter of fact, ninety-five percent of Americans have problems with the American media, not because of Trump. Not even because of my book on freedom of the press, because you see it and hear it each and every day. The vast majority. Amy, Helena Montana, the great KJJR. Go right ahead, please.
5: Hi, Mark. Um, I just was was very moved, and I had a call, and thank you for your beautiful and very stirring uh, 9-11 tribute at the top of your show. Um, I currently have three serving. Uh, all on active duty, one deployed, and wow. as a military, and as a military family, we live nine eleven every day, and to me, it's a reminder of the savagery, you know, that we are dealing with every day. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the enemy deserves a sit-down meeting. I don't de- think they deserve negotiations. I don't think they deserve to be whined and dined. I think they deserve to be wiped out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you are. Quite a family, quite a mother with wonderful, wonderful uh, – are they all males, all three uh, of them? A,
5: no, I have a son. I have a daughter-in-law. My son's wife is also active, and then my godson is active, and he is wow. currently deployed. So wow. we we are um, – we love our country. We love our president. um How about
0: meeting with Iran? What do you think of that?
5: No, no, no meeting with Iran. And you can
0: love the president and support the president and disagree on that, correct?
5: Of of course, yes, yes, we can. And you
0: you have a bigger stake in this than most people, don't you?
5: Well, we have a big stake in it, yes, we do. But we love our country, we do love our president, but the enemy does not deserve a sit-down. They deserve to be wiped out. They have shown us that time and time again. They deserve to be wiped out.
0: I agree, I'm with you. And by the way, please don't hang up. I want to send you... The only thing I know to send you, a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Tell your family how much we appreciate each and every one of them, and you too. Okay, Amy? Thank you, Mark. And God bless you. You see this, ladies and gentlemen? Mark, you don't have any children serving. She does. Three of them. You've been hearing from veterans who fought in Iraq? You've been hearing from veterans... Who fought in Afghanistan? If I were to say, if you're a first responder in New York, and you were to deal with 9-11, do you think the Taliban should set foot in this country? I can tell you what I think the answer is going to be. Hell no. Unless it's both feet and they're aimed at the sky. I'll be right back. everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 I want to congratulate the president this candidate, the Republican bishop, I really don't think he would have won had the president not strongly campaigned for him at that wonderful rally out in North Carolina so the president has coattails, there's no question about that and that's a good sign, well it was so close you know, I told you before it happened that if the Republican won, they would say that, and if the Republican lost, they would say, you know, Trump's over. It's true. So it is the 18th anniversary of 9-11, and I want to play for you what is one of my favorite songs and renditions of that song. Mm. Cut 18, go.
12: While the storm clouds gather Far across the sea Let us swear allegiance To a land
3: that's free, yeah, that's free. Let us all be grateful so fair, as we raise our voices, voices in a solemn prayer, God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her. the night with the light from above. From the mountains to, to the prairies, to the oceans white, white with foam. foam, God bless America. My
0: Tony, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Go.
8: Yes, sir. I'm honored talking to you. I'm a listener from September 2016 full time. Thank you. Um, I want to mention that Khomeini, as you remember, was an exile in France.
6: Mm-hmm.
8: And there is a deep relation between France and Iran. And any deal with Iran is not a good deal, no matter what. So... The, the the reason our president changed his mind a little bit about Iran, it is because of France. France, they trying to con Mr. Trump. And I wish and I hope that he would not do anything with Iran, because any deal with Iran is a bad one.
0: I, I'm, with, I'm with you. And you know what? You make a great point. France was behind the release of Khomeini.
8: Yes, he was an exile over there, sir.
0: You're, you're right, and they let him go, and he goes into Iran, and then look what he does.
8: Yes, because Iranian grateful to the friends. Plus, there is the Shiite crescent from Iran
0: to mm-hmm. Iraq
8: to Syria to Lebanon to Gaza from one side, and the other side, Kuwait, Bahrain, Yemen, and Yemen has the Bab el Mandeb, the water bath. If they got that water pass and they got Hormuz... Yeah,
0: they can, they can cut it off. And then they cut they off don't. all the oil.
8: And I hope our great president think twice before goes further. He can consult with the Israelis, with the Jordanian, with the Egyptian about Iran.
0: Isn't it amazing that you have the Jewish state and the Arab states all in agreement?
8: Because it's coming soon, the Middle Eastern Union. There's no Arab Leak
0: anymore. All right, Mm -hmm. my friend. Excellent call. Thank you for reminding us. And, of course, Macron has been pushing the president to go soft on Iran. We now know the State Department's been pushing. But maybe the president feels that way. And we have an obligation as citizens of the country, too, you know. It's our country. Those are our fellow citizens who were murdered. Those are our brave men and women in uniform who were killed by the Iranians. We've discussed it at length. We've had people call here who were actually involved in it. I don't agree at all with having talks with the Taliban. I don't agree at all with meeting or shaking the hand of an Islamo-Nazi leader who has blood on his hands, the American soldiers, going back decades. What's the problem? We'll talk with anyone. We shouldn't talk with anyone. We shouldn't talk with anyone. Period. Because you're giving up. Why do I have to explain this? We're a magnificent nation, a magnificent people who believe in liberty and the rule of law and the Constitution. To lower ourselves? To meet with these murders? Who does that? Well... And at the same time, we can love our president. We can defend him when he's under attack. But we can let him know that we disagree with him. You do that with a spouse. You do that with a friend and a significant other, your mother, your father, your children. And we'll do it here. But I want to convey to Washington, D.C., Congress and the President of the United States and his administration, there are literally tens of millions of him, of us who reject this, but support him. We're not the libs. We're not, quote-unquote, neocons. We're patriots. We're patriots. Who know enemies when we see them? We don't believe our nation should lower itself to cut deals with terrorists or terrorist regimes that have no intention whatsoever of keeping any deal. Wasn't that the whole point of the Iran deal? And the withdrawal from the Iran deal? Wasn't that the whole point? You know, I've got so much I want to discuss here. But I'm not going to get to it all. There's a great piece by our Freddie Ra- by our friend uh, Raheem uh in the Daily Caller. The media is a problem covering 9-11. It's a great piece. How he points out the New York Times, among others, CNN and so forth, how they really abuse 9-11 to push their crap agenda. There's a great piece at the Daily Wire, Democrats Coaching Migrants During Secret Mexico Trip, Leaked Letter alleges We actually have the Democrat Party coaching foreigners how to come into this country illegally and break the rules or use the rules. NBC, Al Roker, among others, they have announced, as our buddies at NewsBusters.org, point out, a new climate unit and climate in crisis series. So the propaganda never ends, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the President of the United States, has pointed out at Yahoo.com, faces dozens of investigations by House Democrats. And of course, I will continue to be the number one foremost defender of the President when it comes to the Constitution and the efforts to depose him and what I have called and first called The Silent Coup. And I'll be doing that tomorrow night, I believe, on Hannity. He's asked me to come on. I, I think that's the topic. I believe that's the topic. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. the list of reprobates who works for CNN, the reprobate uh, news agency. And here's what he had to say on CNN today. Hat tip, right scoop. Cut 11, go.
13: Here's a startling statistic. Since 9-11, right-wing terrorists have killed more people in the United States than jihadist terrorists. That's according to New America. There are some folks... Okay, New America
0: is a left-wing site. I have no idea what he's talking about. Right-wing terrorists have killed more people in the United States than jihadist terrorists since 9-11. Jihadist terrorists have killed over 3,000 Americans. Now this is quite sick. We have jihadist terrorists in uh, that run the regime in Iran building ICBMs and trying to put nuclear tips on them. Uh... For a so-called moderate like John Avalon on CNN to make a statement like this, it's quite appalling. I'm sure there's right-wing terrorists out there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about Republicans or Trump support. I don't know. Go ahead.
13: For their own political purposes, would like to keep the focus on only one form of political violence over another, but that would be unwise because we don't have the, the hell is much- he
0: talking about. We don't support political violence of any kind. What is this buffoon talking about? Is he now defending Islamo-Nazis? Is that it? John Avalon? You're such a putz. Such a moron. But for CNN, you'd be homeless and penniless. Go ahead.
13: ...choosing which threats we face. And there's a case to be made that these threats actually echo each other, as our colleague Jim Sciutto and others have argued. They're weaponized- Oh, Jim
0: Sciutto, the guy that got the whole CIA thing wrong, had to be corrected by the CIA. He's a propagandist. Former Obama hack. Jim Sciutto. Oh, I see. He cites Jim Sciutto. Go ahead. Versions ...of tribalism. Ah, by shut Trump. up, you idiot. Why am I wasting a nation's time with you? I have no idea. I wanted to get to this. The Boss Bar study, nearly all Americans are troubled by the current state of the media. This is a firm that has released the results of its Ethics in Media Survey. And uh, ABC veteran anchor Cheryl Jennings is going to moderate some of them, but it doesn't matter. The reasons for concern, the following. And they took a, they looked at 1,010 American adults. 95% are troubled by the current state of the media. Reports of fake news, 53%. Reporting gossip, 49%. Lying spokespeople, 48%. Celebrity opinions, 36%. Left-wing agendas, Gotcha journalism, 33%. Right-wing agendas, really? 32%. Puff pieces in exchange for access to other important reviews, 31%. Blind items being reported in the news, 30%. Hit pieces, 21%. Rise of independent contributors versus on-staff media, 14%. Overwhelming majority, 67%, believe ethics in journalism will be worse during the 2020 presidential campaign. When asked about the impact unethical journalism has on the country, Americans cited four chief problems. Sixty-four percent said it creates division and partisanship. Sixty-three percent said it fuels inaccuracies. Sixty percent said it incites hate. And 57 percent said it creates fear. Now, the media is not circumspect. It's not introspective. The media has no intention of policing itself because there's real no checks and balances since I've told you before the New York Times versus Sullivan case. And they're owned by these mega international corporations. They really own these companies, these media companies, in order, I think, to immunize themselves from attacks. So they protect them. And that's why you have a very, very low IQ level of fifth-tier type individuals Who claim to be journalists. I'll be right back.
1: If Mark has banned you from the show, we have a special number you can call to reach him 877
0: 381 3811. Now, Nancy Pelosi's. Boo. Secret health care plan is leaked. It's worse than we thought. And we thought it would be pretty bad, didn't we? Yes. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices. How many more times have you heard this? Don't bet on it. In fact, you know it won't. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? That didn't happen either. In fact, Nancy Pelosi always talks about making things more efficient and streamlined and centralized. She's what I call a liar. Let me tell you what it really does. If federal bureaucrats decide that a drug costs too much, under the Pelosi plan, the maker of that drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed at 75% of the gross sales of that drug from the previous year, 75%. Now here's what's going to happen. They'll either go broke or they're not going to invest in new drugs anymore. So you're going to be punished. 75% assessed tax will kill any company, put it out of business. Retroactive tax. If the government can tell private companies what they can charge for their products, it's the beginning of the end of a competitive market system. A system that has attracted billions and billions of dollars in investments to develop all the drugs that you take, your kids take, your parents and your grandparents take. Where do you think they come from? The Pelosi plan is a disastrous socialized medicine fantasy. It'll kill the investments, which are significant. The R&D needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs. And it'll definitely really hurt our health care system. I hope, I only hope House Republicans are ready to oppose this nonsense. For the Republicans, the Pelosi plan better be dead on arrival. Or they're going to hear from us. But in the meantime, get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. I've got to get in one more clip, and then I want to go to the callers here. We have great callers. Nicholas Haros Jr. was at the 9-11 ceremony today. You probably heard this already, but if you work and you haven't been watching TV and listening to the radio, maybe you haven't. And, of course, he's a 9-11 father. And this won't get the kind of attention it needs on CNN, MSLSD, The New York Times, Washington Post, or any of the rest of it, other than to criticize them, I'm sure. But I want you to hear what he had to say. Cut, 10, go.
10: I remember them all and pray with you for them today. Some people did something, said a freshman congresswoman from Minnesota, to support and justify the creation of care. Today, I am here to respond to you exactly who did what to whom. Madam, objectively speaking, we know who and what was done. There is no uncertainty about that. Why your confusion? On that day, 19 Islamic terrorist members of Al-Qaeda killed over 3,000 people and caused billions of dollars of economic damage. Is that clear? But as to whom? I was attacked. Your relatives and friends were attacked. Our constitutional freedoms were attacked. And our nation's founding on Judeo-Christian principles were attacked. That's what some people did. Got that now? We are here today, Congresswoman, to tell you and the squad just who did what to whom. Show respect in honoring them, please. American patriotism in your position demanded. For God and country. Amen.
0: Spectacular. Spectacular. It was his mother, I'm sorry, who perished. Nicholas Haros, H A R O S Jr. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of the heart of every. One of our multi million listeners to this program. Lupe, Reston, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go, please. You're on, Lupe. All right, Mr. Call Screening, you'll circle back with her. Daniel, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Uh, Mark,
11: uh, Dr. Levin, I just wanted to. Um express my thoughts about Iran, and I don't really know where to start, and I guess John Bolton is, is the what we're talking about. It's not just Iran, although Iran is the epicenter, I think, and it has to be for anyone that has any care about U.S. security and where, where we go from here. But the fact that this is the one voice that has spoke sanity and truth to, to the reality, and that one voice has now been eliminated, is really frightening. I think this is the price we pay as a republic. Uh, to, uh, for having a businessman who thinks it's all about deals. And I'll, obviously I voted for the guy because there was no other choice. But, uh, I knew full well that Cruz was, was, was far better. Uh, unfortunately, Penn... Alright,
0: I'm, I'm not here to relitigate the primary.
11: Putting, putting that aside, you have Iran that is responsible for all Islamic terror in the world. They don't care if Sunni Shia divide since 1979. You have Iran that has buried, essentially, all of our soldiers in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, they've never paid the price. As in Israel, they've never paid the price for the terror, never. There is never a home address for their terror when it comes to that country. And yet, the one voice that was going to uh, say, you don't give up the, the, the reward of, of, of recognition of this country and of negotiating this country without a heavy price. So he... That-
0: Doesn't it concern you, Daniel, that apparently, according to the president, his presser today, his event, press event anyway, Bolton was the only one speaking up, the only one, not the secretary of treasury, not the secretary of defense, not the secretary of state, uh, not the chief of staff. It was only Bolton. Isn't that kind of astonishing? Dr. Levin, it is
11: frightening. Now, I'm not I'm not surprised about Mnuchin because I've heard a lot about him and how and what his agenda was talking about how Israel is going to be carved up further as soon as Bibi gets he, in, He's
0: always been a liberal Democrat, Mnuchin.
11: Yeah, well, unfortunately, listen, we have our rhinos. Israel has it has, has its could, yes. And they're really they're, they're, they're twins from, from another mother. But the, 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 there's a reason that Israel has been the killing field it's been for this long. And as you know, I've been involved with the counterterror for 19 years.
0: How would it I know really, that?
11: It, it, is, it is a living hell. And where is it constructed from? It's all based out of Iran. The fact that the one guy that understood the enemy, be it Putin, be it China, and it's building its military bases in South China, see the threat in all Western shipping, be it Iran, North Korea, the one person who really has a better grasp than anyone I know in government, anyone that we've ever produced, that one voice, why? Because Trump was concerned that, that he is uh, not on the same page and because he wants people who are like-minded be yes-boys. You know, I had a, a. There was a box gentleman that lived in our. We, we took in when he was thrown out uh, some years ago. And he said to me, Daniel, the, 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 the thing, the, the, um, those whom the gods want to destroy first bring up to great levels of hubris. I, I think it's utterly tragic. And I knew this day would come because this guy didn't have a strong grounding in his background, nor. Who,
0: who are you talking about? What guy?
11: I'm talking about the president.
0: All right, you, you're not understanding me or this show. I'm not here to trash the president of the United States. You are. You haven't gotten over the Republican primary. President of the United States, I want to talk about Israel, has done more for Israel than any president that I'm aware of. So far, the President of the United States has done more to try and crush Iran than any president, and my concern is that he not change that course. And that's why I'm speaking to the, today the way that I'm speaking. He's built up the military. He's doing things on the border that need to be done, lest we forget that many of those terrorists on 9-11 overstayed their visas which is something he's trying to address. So really, Daniel, don't come on here and just trash the President of the United States because I have a different opinion with him, a strongly different opinion with him, on Iran and the meeting with Iran and certainly the Secretary of State and these Taliban peace uh, negotiations, uh, which is really, uh, frankly, quite bizarre. Thanks for your call. I'm on to this stuff, Mr. Producer. you understand what I mean? All right, let me see. I just Let's go to Chris, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. How are you, my friend?
7: Mark, thank you so much. I never called this show in my life. Uh, thank you. I'm leaving, I'm leaving my firehouse, uh, uh, engine 226. We have a mask for all my guys who died on 9-11. And, uh, I, you know, I get in my car, I'm about to cry, and then you play John Wayne. It was unbelievable. And then you play that father who uh, said that during the uh, memorial. I just want to say thank you for everything you do. Uh, you know, we lost the firemen, firefighters, Stance McGowan, Brian McAleese, mm. Bobby Wallace, and Dave DeRubio. And uh, I, I never call the show, but I just, when I heard the father say that, I said, let me just call and say something to you. I, we all appreciate you. All the firemen love you. And I'll follow you and Sean and Rush. And uh, you guys are awesome.
0: Listen, Chris, I want to thank you. Uh, and I want to ask you a question. The Taliban meeting with the Taliban here, which was the plan, uh, negotiating peace deal with the Taliban. I just can't believe that first responders think that's wise. I don't think it's wise.
7: No, we don't. We don't think. Uh, we on the way into the firehouse. I heard uh, uh, the, the kid who killed uh, Bin Laden, O'Neill. He said yeah. the same thing. There's, there's no. There's no talking with these people. Uh, my fire is on Atlantic Avenue. They were celebrating. The Muslims were celebrating on Atlantic Avenue. A couple of days later, uh, it was disgusting. You know, we're still looking for our brothers, and we're coming home to seeing people cheering in the streets. There's no.
0: Are they cheering in the streets near your firehouse?
7: On Atlantic Avenue, there's a book, there was a bookstore that had a, a, all the Muslim stuff. Yeah, it was definitely. Yes, the whole neighborhood was definitely, uh, not the whole neighborhood, I'm sorry, but there was a fraction of the population that was definitely cheering and happy that uh, our brothers are gone and the towers were down. Without a a doubt, Atlantic Avenue is a very big Muslim uh, area in downtown Brooklyn. And and you can't say that because now I'm a racist or whatever, but uh, I'm telling you. Look, I
0: wasn't there. You're a firefighter. If that's what you saw, I'm not going to censor you.
7: That's what we saw. That's what we saw. We came back. It was a couple of days. We didn't leave the site for a couple of days, but after that, along Atlantic Avenue, there was a, a big pride in, in that community. All right.
0: all right. We'll give all the, uh, the other firefighters my best. Will you, Chris?
7: We do. We love you, Mark Levine. We definitely you. love you. And we don't want to meet with the Taliban or freaking Iran. We're on your side.
0: I'm with you. God bless you, my friend. I'll be right back.
7: Mark Levine.
0: I think for myself, folks, that's what I do here, and I think a lot. I study a lot. I research a lot. Look at history a lot. I observe a lot. That's why when people say, Mark, we love you, and this host, and that host, and that's fine. But I'm not those other hosts, and they're not me. I do things my way. I don't even have time most of the time to listen to other hosts. I'm too busy doing my other, you know projects few things in life can change your entire outlook on the day call from your boss asking you to work the weekend early construction right outside your bedroom window in the morning you wanted to sleep in now that'll ruin your day or how about when your check engine light comes on that usually means thousands of dollars in repairs that's why i have CarShield. now do you have car shield i've been talking about car shield for a while CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work, too. It's your choice. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. Don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by The Ultimate in extended vehicle protection like we did. I'm quite serious. This is the best. Told you, I vet all my wonderful sponsors. Call CAR6000. CAR, that's 800-CAR6000. 800 800-CAR6000. 800 Please make sure you mention code LEVIN. Or you can go online and visit carshield.com. carshield.com. Also use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, a deductible may apply. I want to encourage you to download our podcast. Doesn't mean you have to listen to it every day, but at least have it set up. It's so simple. So for preempted or taped delayed or whatever, you, in effect, are your own program director under those circumstances. And it's very simple. You might say, you know what, I'm not good at technology. Neither am I. That's why our guy set this up to make it as simple as possible. You ready? for It's three steps. You go to marklevinshow.com. That is our mothership website, my big radio website. marklevinshow.com. Click on the audio rewind. That's the link at the middle of the top of that homepage that pops up. Okay? Middle of the top of the homepage that pops up. Then what do you do? Well, you'll be on the podcast page. So you pick one of several Podcast platforms. It's that simple. Like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, three examples, and you're set. Let's say you're traveling. You can't pick up the Mark Levin show or the or the connection's bad, you know, doesn't have enough wattage on the station. There I am. Right on your handheld device or right on your laptop. It's so simple. Or let's say there's a sporting event and they preempt the show. Okay. You want to listen to the show, great. Or let's say you're busy when my show is on the air. We can listen to it later or in the morning or however you, whenever you want, as well as my past shows. Or let's say we're taped late and you want to hear what I have to say in real time. There's the podcast. I mean, we have great affiliates, AM and FM. We have our great satellite folks. We have live streaming and we have our podcast. You can also download... Mark Levin. Sh- what is it? The Mark Levin app? Mark Levin show app? Mark Levin show app or iHeart Radio app? So many ways. We use all our platforms. That's how we reach millions and millions of people every day. You. The smartest audience ever. The greatest audience ever. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Howard, quickly, Waynesboro, Virginia on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please. Yes, it's sir. the Mark Levin app, not the Mark Levin show app. Go ahead.
12: I got you. Well, let's get straight to my point. Today is 9-11. 18 years ago, my life changed because somebody did some things, and I joined the military the very next day. I went and signed up. Mm-hmm. I used to be a progressive in the 90s because we all were, because we were told climate change was mm-hmm. real, because science, you can't deny science because your kids, they're grown up, so know what they're doing. And then the media just keeps pushing this thing. And I've noticed, I, I started listening to you about a year ago, mm. and you're so right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's well, thank right you. Now, now you,
0: you joined in after nine eleven. You think we should the be day, meeting the with... After, the day after. I the didn't day after. I was
12: working third shift. Really? University.
0: You think, uh, think we should be meeting with the Taliban and negotiating a peace deal even before the president broke it off?
12: Absolutely not. These people can't be trusted.
0: How about Iran? You think the president should meet with the president or shake his hand of Iran without any preconditions?
12: Absolutely not.
0: Don't you think the I mean, vast majority of Americans of all stripes think that's a bad idea?
12: It's, it's outlandish that they, they just lie to us on a constant daily basis. And they, have no, they hide behind the First Amendment like it's a shield. They can do no wrong.
0: I don't think any of us would qualify for national security advisor, sir. No, and
12: what they did to Michael Flynn is a travesty. What they did to that man is, is shameful. He was my first commander ever. He yeah. was a colonel in Fort Huachuca, Arizona. I went to his retirement party.
0: Well, he's a great man, and we back him here, too. Thank you for your call. I'm not going to be able to get to all the other calls. We have Joe in the Bronx. He wanted to call. He lost four of his friends, police officers on 9-11. We have Joseph, Long Island City. He lost three of his friends, also cops. We have Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey, worked at the World Trade Center. The whole company was wiped out and so forth and so on. This has been a magnificent show thanks to you folks. God bless each and every one of you. I consider you a part of my family. I really do. And we'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves.
5: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.